T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Download the Odyssey app, select WGR, and go back in time. Driven by Northtown Automotive. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Halfway, Mark. Or as uh, Rick Jenneret might say, halfway through the show. Welcome back, Nick Erie. Corey Griswold, Sports Talk Saturday. Sabres action uh, getting kicked off pregame coverage, 2.45 here on WGR. Face-off, 3 p.m. Uh, on WGR. The, the uh, Sabres will be facing off against the Detroit Red Wings today in uh, in the preseason. Regular season getting underway next week, if you can believe it already. Uh, but before we get any more into Sabres, let's go to, back to the Western Hotline because one of my favorites, uh, one of my favorite guests to have on the show, Matt Verderam of Fansided, joining me now to help talk a little bit more about the Bills and the Chiefs matchup. We're also going to talk about some other NFL storylines as Matt is the uh, national NFL reporter for, for Fansided and uh, Matt, it is uh, you know maybe one of the most anticipated matchups of the regular season. It's week five. Things are going to change after this, some for the better, some for the worse. But going into this matchup, I, I, I have trouble maybe finding a, uh, a regular season matchup that features two teams so much talked about as AFC and, and Super Bowl contenders facing off this early in a season, um, both coming off what I would probably agree is you know disappointing starts to the season. Yeah, look, I think for Kansas City, it's, it's been a very weird start offensively. It's the best offense they've had since Mahomes has been there. Their offensive line has been terrific. Their weapons are great. Now they had Josh Gordon. But as good as they are offensively, defensively, it's like they're playing with six guys on the field. They, they can't stop anybody. It's, it's, it's almost appalling how bad they've been defensively. Uh, they are getting some starters back this week. That'll help. Although Chris Jones is a game-time decision. He didn't practice all week with a wrist. And typically in Kansas City, if you don't practice on Friday, you don't play. Maybe they make an exception here, but typically they do not. We'll see if he's out. Milano could be out for the Bills, and so maybe both teams down an impact player. But um, but this is this is a game where if you're Buffalo, if you win this game, you're on the inside track of the one seed. You have an easy schedule. You're two up on the Chiefs with the breaker. You lose this game. You're tied with the Chiefs. The Chiefs have the breaker, and Kansas City's schedule, which has been brutal to this point, eases up quite a bit the rest of the way. Matt, I, I'm 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 interested in your take on this defense. I just had Jay Binkley on um, from six ten Kansas City, and I, I I asked him, you know, what have you seen? What have you noticed that's been going wrong with the defense? And he gave me a really insightful answer. All sorts of things. Jaron Reed really hasn't shown up the way that they thought yeah. that they would when when they were sort of bringing him in so they could bump 
you know, uh, Jones to the outside, and, and that move has not worked for Jones either. Um, you know, I, they, they've had some injuries at the linebacker position. They haven't quite seen the best of Tyron Matthew yet. Tyron Matthew, he just hasn't seemed like he's fully 100% from that, that COVID diagnosis. Because guess what? It affects pro athletes. Who would have thought? Um, and I followed up with an important question, and I'm going to ask you the same follow-up question. Does it matter? Like, this offense is that good where it really might not matter how good or how bad the defense is. It matters if they're this bad. Mm. It, it, then it'll matter. They, want, they, they will struggle to win the division if they're this bad defensively. Um, now, if they get 10 to 20% better, it won't matter. Because, Nate, I'm not kidding. Their offense is so dominant. They've punched six times Yes, yeah, stupid. I, it's been, I mean, the, the thing that stopped them more than anything is they, they have turnovers. They've had six turnovers. They had them, excuse me, actually had seven turnovers. Um, they win the game in Baltimore if Clyde Edwards Alaris and fumble the ball. They they had four turnovers. You know, we hear all this stuff in the Chargers. Well, listen, I think they're very good. But you start hearing all these narratives now the Chargers are all of a sudden as good as Buffalo, as good as Kansas City. Like if you watch the game against Kansas City, the Chiefs lost by seven points. They had two turnovers inside the ten yard line. They had yeah. another turnover inside the thirty. I mean, the Chargers didn't stop once the entire game. The Chiefs went up and down the field constantly. And so look, I, I think the biggest thing right now is the Chiefs on the defensive side that they can fix, and I think they will, their communication has been a nightmare. I don't know if they brought that up. They have he not did. been able yep. to get lined up correctly. I mean, they have been brutal. I counted six times against Philadelphia where they were in the wrong defense coming. They had no idea what they were doing. Spagnuolo will fix that. He will manufacture some pass rush. The question I have is, are they athletic enough? That is the question. That I just don't know if they're going to be able to fix in that linebacking core specifically. Mm. I wonder, do you believe they're going to be able to remanufacture the game plan that they did last year in the playoffs? That it, it was very clear from the first snap that there was Kansas City was playing with a different level of aggression and, and physicality, particularly at the line of scrimmage, both up front with the offensive line or against this Bills offensive line. I thought they manhandled the Bills offensive line in that AFC Championship game, but the the background and the context, I guess, becomes somewhat important, but. You know, you, you end up having an injury to Stephon Diggs, an oblique injury that, that you know, right. he basically says he probably wouldn't have played if it wasn't the playoffs. And you have a stress fracture in Cole Beasley's leg that definitely limited him throughout the entire playoffs, and I think it culminated in that game. And th- listen, man, they couldn't get off the line of scrimmage. And I thought that they, they got spanked around a little bit. And as much as I think the Bills' defensive backfield, which is very proud, it has, you know, some of the more underrated players in that defensive backfield, they got, they got spanked around uh, by that by that Chiefs, uh, by the group of Chiefs, um, weapons on offense, I think it's safe to say that the more disappointing thing was watching Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, and you know, and at that point John Brown and, and and Gabe Davis just get absolutely manhandled by those defensive backs. Do you see can can you see that being replicated right now in week five, knowing what you know about this defense and where the Bills are? Not to the same extent, but I think they'll try to play a similar way. Look Jerry Sneed, if Bills fans aren't familiar with him, the second year corner at Louisiana Texas Chiefs, he's fantastic. He is the best corner on the team by a mile. He's a legit number one. I would expect him to go with Diggs quite a bit in this game. And, and Diggs is great. He's going to get his. But Snead, I think, can at least do a representative job. He can challenge him. The matchup, I, I think you might see, is Matthew might come down the slot, and they might play him on Beasley. I would not be surprised if it's one-on-one on a lot of third downs. They drop him down. They play Sorensen and Thornhill up high, and they're willing to try to take that on. But the matchup I am watching in this game, if it comes to fruition, Emmanuel Sanders yes. is a very forward. Mm-hmm. That, to me, for Buffalo, you have to win that matchup. 
Ward is a, a solid corner, but he's not he's not anything special. But Sanders, if he's one on one, he has to win that. He has to find a way because if he doesn't win it, I think with Snead and if they do drop down that, then the Chiefs can do some things. They can even bracket Beasley. Look, the Bills are very prolific. They're going to score a lot of points in this game. I would be shocked if they don't get the 24-plus at bare minimum. I'd be kind of surprised if they don't get toward 30. Um, but the, the biggest thing is I do think the Chiefs are going to bring pressure. They're going to, try to, they're going to try to explore the interior of the Bills' offensive line. They're going to try to force Allen left. If he runs for a few yards, they're not going to be worried about it. They're basically looking at this saying, if we can get him to punt twice and throw one pick, we win. And with their offense, they're probably correct. And the weather is going to play a factor in this, too. It's probably going to be pouring throughout the game. Who has better ball security? It's going to be a huge part of the game. It's the one thing that I would have been really interested to see last year in that matchup, and that's the addition of Emmanuel Sanders. He's been a uh, Matt, he's just been a revelation through for four games. He has meant, I think, a lot of the things we can't see as fans or as people that are covering the team, like his presence in that locker room. Um, I think probably goes understated. But what he's meant to Josh Allen on the field is adding a legitimate third target that could win at all three levels of the defense in that secondary. He can he can run yep. the short route tree. He can be an intermediate threat. That's where John Brown simply was not really making an impact for this team, is at the short and intermediate levels. And he has proven to be the second-best deep target for this team behind Stephon Diggs, which I think they were desperately needing um, last year. So, I, yeah, I, I think... Emmanuel Sanders could really end up being sort of the um, the, the defector, like, I don't know, secret weapon of sorts, but but not. Because yeah. I think if your defense is right now in the league and you're watching Bill's game film, he's the kind of guy that has just been popping up on film. And, hey, by the way, Dawson Knox, too. Like, I, I think Dawson Knox is likely the victim of being fourth in this pecking order. But, Matt, I know I was like kind of talking about with this. Dawson Knox has been so good for this team and has added a, a option across the middle of the field that they have not had over the last two years. You know, it's funny. I call, uh, Earlier in the week on Twitter, I said he was a spare part in the offense, and people went berserk from Buffalo. And I was like, look, I'm not saying he's not good. It's just he's, he's not a priority target for them because they have three other guys. I mean, it's kind of like McCall Hardman in Kansas City. McCall Hardman's a good player, but he never gets the ball because they're throwing it to Tyreek Hill and Travis yeah. Kelsey all the time. So that being said, I think Dawson Knox is a huge X factor in this game. The Chiefs cannot cover tight ends and running backs. Cannot cover them. I mean, just have no ability to do it. Now, the Bills do not throw very much at all to their running backs. Um, but Knox has been the guy. He's got four touchdowns. So in the red zone, they've really utilized him. If I'm Brian Dable, I am trying to target him more in this game. I'm, I'm trying to get him on routes because they have nobody who can cover him. They do not have any tight end, or excuse me, they do not have any linebackers who can run with a tight end. They, it, Willie Gay is the one guy who would be doing it. But he said turf toe. He hasn't been activated yet. He could be activated. He practiced this week, but it's unclear if he will be before the deadline this weekend. Um, if he's not activated, I'm throwing the ball at Dawson Knox ten times this game mm. because the Chiefs just cannot run with him. And I would try to get the backs involved. I wouldn't worry too much about how many yards you run for in the game. I, I, it's an overblown storyline against Kansas City. It doesn't matter. Everyone yep. talks about time of possession. Who cares? The Chiefs had seven possessions last week. They scored six touchdowns. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Like Philadelphia was like, hey, we can run the button. Made no difference. Forty-two no. points. It just yeah. So th- this game to me comes down to two things. Who makes a big mistake? And most importantly, who's better in the red zone? Whoever is better in the red zone this game is going to win this game. Because the Chiefs are going to be in the red zone, so are the Bills. Yep. Whoever kicks more field goals is going home with an L. Mm. That, that, and I think McDermott's going to learn from that AFC title game. They kicked two field goals that were chip shots. 
down inside the 10-yard, he will not do that again. They will go for it, and they're better off. Even if they don't score on one of those drives, they're still better off. You've got to try. Kicking a field goal against Kansas City, you might as well punt the ball through the uprights. It makes no difference. I'm with you on that one, Matt. Matt Verder, I'm here, a fan side of the uh, national NFL reporter over there. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit because I, I do think there's another really good game um, in the lineup this week in the AFC, and it's the Browns and the Chargers. Um, yep. Do you get the sense there is something really wrong with Baker Mayfield outside of this shoulder injury that that seems to be nagging him? He has not had the start to the season. In fact, he's almost had the nightmare start that everyone talked about. If this happens, the the the, the Browns are going to be in so much trouble trying to figure out what to do with him. Um, and and almost the opposite, we've watched Lamar Jackson answer a lot of the questions of people saying, "Well, if he can't figure out how to throw the football yeah. down the field consistently, they're going to have a tough decision to make." And I think Lamar has answered a lot of questions. I think he's got that the highest yards per attempt average of his career. They beat the Chiefs. They're winning football games. And they're doing it without their running game that I think a lot of people assumed he would just be dead in the water without having. What is wrong with your in your mind with Baker Mayfield? And if this persists, what what do you do if you're Cleveland? Well, this is interesting because typically if your quarterback doesn't play well, you don't play well as a team. Well, they're three and one. Now, granted, they've beaten three teams that are hideous, but they're three and one. And they gave Kansas City a big run for their money. Now, the problem in that game was to watch that game. The second Mayfield had to win the game, uh-huh. they fell apart. Yep. They fell apart. That was the end of the game. The second Kansas City realized, hey, you know what? If we, have, if we can force him to throw the ball, we're in pretty good shape. They immediately did nothing. The rest, I mean, they, they could not score. They could not move the ball. He throws a pick at the end to Mike Hughes, and the game's over. And since then, you're right. I mean, he gets a shoulder injury. He has not been the same. It's his non-throwing shoulder, but I have to imagine mechanically it affects him somewhat. He's got a harness on it. Um, but if they if they go twelve and five, and let's just say they, they do what they did last year, they get to the divisionals, they lose to Kansas City, they lose to Buffalo. If he plays like this, like they're under some pressure to pay him because they're winning, but at the same point, you can't pay him Josh no, you Allen can't. money. You can't pay him forty million plus. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, Allen got them to an AFC title game last year, and I know he's been a little scattershot this year, but I fully believe Josh Allen's going to be worth that money. Um, you can't pay him anywhere near Mahomes' money. I mean, look, Lamar Jackson, just when he plays it just the rest of the year, he's deserved 40-plus million. Yep. He absolutely does. He's earned that. Mayfield hasn't earned that. Uh, right now, Baker Mayfield, the AFC. Uh, where do you rank him in the AFC of quarterback? I mean, he's not Mahomes, he's not Allen, he's not Herbert, he's not Jackson. I would argue he's not Derek Carr. Like, <laughs> Where I mean, is he? Is he essentially Ryan Tannehill? Is that what he is? Because I don't, it feels I, like I, it. I would take Tannehill. Yeah, it feels I would like take it. Tannehill, right? So I mean, you're talking about a guy who, in his own conference, middle of the pack. I I don't know. Would you take Burrow? I'd probably take Burrow. Yes, like, yes, I, I would. So I mean, you know, so I mean, you're talking about a guy. You can't you can't pay him for him. The problem is, though, they've been terrible for so long. You want to roll the dice and not pay him, right? Because then what? Like, the, what's you got to have an answer. You know, I'll tell you right now, man, at the end of the year, if the Packers, if, if Rodgers oh, ends yeah. up walking out of town, if I was the Browns, I'd call them and just say, you, you name your price. Whatever you want, you've got it. But, you know, that, there's going to be a lot of teams. Yes, that. doing that exact thing. Yeah, right. No, it's but, – but, Matt, I guess the, the underlying thing here is exactly what you said, which is a franchise that has yet to – like, for how long they've been rolling around in the mud trying to figure out the, the way out – 
for right. them to essentially walk away, which I here's the thing, I don't think they can walk away, Matt. I think that I, don't think can either. I think there are things they can do to sort of hedge and mitigate. But at the end of the day, like looking back at that draft, it's gonna be that's a, it's gonna be a hard one to swallow if you're if you're the Browns, knowing you had the pick of the 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 pick of the litter and you picked the most pro ready guy, but I think you also picked the lowest the I'm sorry the highest the highest floor but the lowest ceiling out of all four four of five of those guys that end up going in that first round where it was a four or five. But I don't know I I continue to think about that draft and think about how badly I wanted myself I wanted Baker Mayfield and. I mean, the Bills end up making out with, I think, probably the best quarterback from the draft, and then you have the second-best quarterback, and it's yep. a very close tie with, with Lamar Jackson. Very different players. But for those guys to go after ba- Baker Mayfield and to see where they are now, uh, is it how much of this, Matt, is a failure, though, of the franchise not being able to develop him? Because it just seems like he is the exact player he was his rookie year. Some of you, I, I mean, I might even make him, he's worse than he was his rookie year. Yeah, but you know what? They didn't help him by bringing in Freddie Kitchens. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was a, that was a tire fire. But I got to be fair though to the Browns and Andrew Berry. How good is that offensive line? I mean, they have a great line. They run the heck out of the ball. They've got weapons all over the place to throw to. Now they've got a pretty good defense. I think Stefanski's an excellent coach. I mean, how much more does he need? Like, I mean, what else could he possibly ask for at this point? I don't. I mean, they, they they are. So quarterback friendly, and he can't throw for 250 yards a game. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I mean, know. that is just the best and, running game in, look, in football. I, He's got one of the I, best play, friendliest. <laughs> is it like <laughs> the thing about this man is the list says to you, you're right. Like, what more could you do? But when you really start to make a list of all the things that are going right there, for them to be three and one despite not really getting anything from their quarterback, having the best running game in football, the the probably the quarterback friendliest offense in football, the best offensive line in football. Like what else and you have Odell Beckham Jr., who before coming to the Browns was like was right up there with the best receiver in the league. He he doesn't even look like he belongs on the field. The guy's getting open. But Baker Mayfield can't that is the conundrum to me. Is why can't Baker and Odell work out? That has got to be one of the most frustrating. If you're a if you're a Browns fan, that has got to be the thing that like makes your hair go gray. Well, and the funny thing was, you know, to go to the game this weekend, like they opened Cleveland opened as a one point favorite in that game at LA, and I get it, there's no home field advantage, but it's a one point, and all of a sudden, it's two and a half now for the Chargers. Like, I, I think people looked at that game and thought the same thing I did and thought if it comes down to Mayfield and Herbert, you're betting Mayfield in that game. I mean, no look, shot. I. I look, I look at the AFC, and I see it as very obvious. Right? Look, I, I get the Chiefs are 2-2 two two right now, but until somebody knocks them yeah, off, right, perk, absolutely. They're, the, they're the favorite. I mean, you have to be. The Bills, to me, are a 1-B. They're not even a 2. They're a one, the, Bills, the Bills are the one team. The Chiefs would never say this publicly, but I believe this. They're the one team the Chiefs have respect for in the AFC. Like if, like if they play their best game, the Bills could still hang in the game with them. If they play their best game against Baltimore, Cleveland, the Chargers, Tennessee, they're beating all those teams. They're just, they're too overwhelming. I mean, heck, they played awful against Baltimore, and they still should have won the game. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, it's, it's a thing where with Kansas City and Buffalo, I look those two teams as the, as the favorites. And then you, then you get into the Cleveland's there, the Chargers are there, the Titans are there. You know, there are other teams you could throw into that mix. I don't even know if you want to throw Titans that mix. You can if you'd like to. Um, but this is, a, you know, this is a year with Baker. If, they, if he doesn't improve, I think for the Browns, look, you just play out a fifth-year option, you see how it goes for another year, and then at that point you make the determination to attack him. 
Do you not tag him? Do you sign him to an extension? Do you trade him as part of a package or something else? But it's interesting. Look, you never know. You know, I, I see people say all the time, well, you could just trade and draft another quarterback. Okay, well, what if you draft Tua? Then what? Like, not to pick on Tua Tagovailoa, low, but everybody thought coming out he was going to be unbelievable as long as he's been healthy. Well, even when he's played, he hasn't been good. I mean, you don't know what you're getting out of the draft. So, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is fine. Like, I think he'll be fine, but he's not been good to this point. Zach Wilson has been terrible. He's got no support. It's just, I think if you're the Browns, you've got to be really careful because I agree with you. Baker has not been good at all this year, and he's, I think, a, a slightly above average quarterback. But you could do a lot worse, too. So you've got to make sure you, you figure that out. Matt, appreciate you, brother. Uh, kick your feet up. Enjoy this weekend's game. It should be a doozy. Sunday night football, what better stage? Let's hope for this weather to hold off. I would love to see yep. both quarterbacks, both offenses working at uh, you know at max capacity without any uh, outside factors playing into this. It, it looks like maybe we'll start the game a little dry, and then as the game goes on, uh, the, the more likely that the, that heavy rain uh, is, is set to come down. I'm, I'm really hoping it holds off. So, uh, But for, uh, for you, Matt, thanks so much for, for joining me. You're always really generous with your time. We love hearing from me and your insights here at the station. So so thanks for joining me, man, and enjoy the weekend. And no problem. Feels like round one to round two. Yes, this this sort of feels like um, <laughs> this sort of feels like like Tyson Wilder round two. Maybe we're in for something crazy happening, and it really just depends on who's Tyson in this one. So um, yeah, looking forward yeah. to it, my friend. All right, take care. All right, buddy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.